Welcome back to the Comic Book Bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, a.k.a. the Lale Lule Low, uh, with my co-host. <laughs> this is Eli, a.k.a. Odidudade. We're just going to talk gibberish just the whole time, yeah. And we are back with the episode. And yes, we are back on Facebook. We got all our legal bullshit taken care of, so we are back. And hopefully we won't get kicked off again. But if we do, hopefully we'll have some, you know... Redundancies of revisions to take care of all that good stuff. We like got that. we got our spanking now. We're we're at, we're at a punishment now. <laughs> right, he slapped on the hand, all stuff like that. So Eli, let's just go ahead and get the uh the nonsense out the way, and let's talk about this uh yeah this Floyd Mayweather bullshit. I, I, okay. I'll let you take this because you're the, you, I guess you're the sports guy. On I, the I, I, I'm the fight fan. Yeah, I, I guess, guess I'm the yeah. fight fan. Okay, yeah. So it was just announced, breaking news, like just a couple hours ago, they announced Floyd Mayweather is fighting Logan Paul um, in February, and uh, Snoop Dogg wants to like be the commentator. Because um, so, uh, he was commentator last time, so. Was he? Okay, yeah, I don't know. Um, all I got to say is, don't watch this shit. Stop giving your money to these assholes. <laughs> because that's why they keep making this stuff because the only thing that's selling. So you just you're just telling them that's what they need to do. I know everybody wants to see Mayweather beat the living shit out of Logan Paul, but that's not going to happen because it's an exhibition fight. You know, right. probably right not- now, every every black person on the planet wants to fight May- uh, Logan Paul right now. Like everybody just lined up and like, I want to fight him. I want to fight him. And Mayweather got it. So yeah. But just just like the Tyson and Jones fight, you you read the rules. They're basically they're not allowed to fight. You know they got the right. no cut policy or whatever. So if the anybody gets cut, the automatic the fight's automatically over and shit. Because yeah, I mean, Logan Paul's too pretty to be fighting. So right. of course he's not gonna take a fucking broken nose because he's he's too soft for that shit. So yeah, it's not gonna be what you want to see. You're gonna fork out fifty dollars to see some bullshit. And just like the Tyson and Jones fight, to be like, oh, that was lame. Uh, and on top of it, it was all on Facebook anyway. Yeah. Every time I turn around, the fight was there. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay for this shit. Yeah, it's gonna be like the cooler fight will be like a you know the prelim or something like like the last time like you saw the the basketball star got his ass whipped or whatever, and that was what everybody talked about. You know, instead right. of he, he said the actual fight. real fight that everybody came to see. <laughs> yeah, so it's just another circus show that I don't give a shit about. I don't fucking care. You know, just motherfuckers trying to make money. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather. He's 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 an old man now, so you know I mean, what's going to happen. Floyd's going to dance around the ring like he do, like he does in real fights. Just yeah. dance around the ring, not do shit, and then there you go. That's it. And then you know, and then jab, throw some jabs, and yeah, right. So, just, so it's, have, it's, it's, it's no point of, of even watching this. That's why I'm not going to care. It is going to be on Facebook. I'm just going to sit there and just look at it for free. I'm not going to ask for a stream. It's going to just be there. Every other stream, every other post will be the fight stream. Yeah, everybody's going to post about it anyways. That's how I found out about Tyson Jones. That's how I found, I watched the Conor McGregor Mayweather fight on Facebook. <laughs> right. Conor McGregor, <laughs> wanna, does Conor McGregor want to fight Logan Paul or, or not Jake Paul or whatever the fuck his name is. Or Jake Paul wants to fight. Somebody wants to fight somebody. Yeah. Whoever. <laughs> They want these super paydays, so they want these stupid bullshit fights that everybody, you know, all these casual, the filthy casuals come out and like, oh, I'm, a, I, I like boxing. I'm gonna watch this and like, no, yeah, you I, I have jumped <laughs> off the train. I have jumped off the crazy train with these guys, so I don't yeah. care anymore. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on past that. Eli, you saw a movie. 
Oh, that's right. I did. You just I did see, see movie. It. I left it in there. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that real quick, even though uh, you're going to tell me where you saw it from and what it's about. But I'm going to let you get started and let you let you go. From yeah, there. streaming. It's streaming. I'm not going to movie theaters. So it was, it's on streaming now. It's actually released a few on Friday the 13th. They mm-hmm. released it in theaters on Friday the 13th. Uh, but now, a couple weeks later, now it's available on streaming on on video on demand. It is the movie Freaky, uh, new horror movie slasher flick. Uh, kind of a it, it's it's basically Freaky Friday with a slasher. You know, I heard the original name was supposed to be Freaky Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. But they couldn't get the rights to it, so yeah. Yeah, it's basically this serial killer, this mass killer, going around slashing people. They <clears throat> get a magic knife that um, allows them to switch bodies. He stabs this chick. They automatically switch bodies. So it's it's like the body stuff. Freaky Friday, uh, vice versa. Um, the Lizzie Lohan movie. I would like yeah, to yeah. The body swapping movies that were, you know, like back in the 80s. We had Big. We had, yeah, vice versa. What's that movie with Kirk Cameron before he went 18 nuts? again. 18 again? Is that what it's called? I think yeah. it was 18 Some, again. Yeah. yeah, something like that, you know. So these were really popular back in the 80s, um, the body swapping movies. So they're back. Well, this is same thing. He's uh, Vince Vaughn is the serial killer. He he actually is really good as acting like this teenage chick running around. Really? (laughs) Okay. It was pretty funny. I actually enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. It was funny. The kill scenes were really cool. Like I'm saying, this was more brutal than fucking Rambo, the last Rambo movie. (laughs) Oh, so you get a, you approve of this? Okay, I yeah. was wondering. Like the kill scenes were actually pretty fucking cool. They were out, out like um, very uh, over the top, cartoony kills, you know, um, gory and just slapstick horror. So I had a good time with it. Um, it kind of reminded me of, of of Scream, like a modern day Scream, like a teeny bopper fun horror flick. I know a lot of people, I, when I've said this, it kind of bugged a lot of people out, like, no, Scream's way better, blah, 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 blah. This was just a uh, uh, Hollywood bubblegum pop mall court horror. I'm like, that's what Scream was, you know? <laughs> to an old school 80s baby like me who grew up watching 80s horror, that's all what Scream was. Bunch of teeny boppers, pretty teeny, pre- pretty teens, Getting hacked up in like a you know a goofy, yeah, bubblegum pop horror flick. You know, it wasn't bad. I thought it was fine. I had a lot of fun with Scream. I just didn't think it was cool as y'all did. You know, and that's what this movie is. It's it's just a lot of fun. I had a lot well, of good time with it. Scream was popular not because it was a horror movie. It was because it was the first like genre deconstruction movie that we saw. Yeah, we didn't know that, and that's that was the hook of it was. Yeah, know? it deconstructed the '80s slasher flick and this kind of does the same thing it kind of deconstructs um teen comedies you know with the body swapping they they flip they flip the genre on its head you know um foregoing stereotypes of 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 you know women making comments on women in horror making comments on people of color in horror there's a gay character who's hilarious in this fucking movie you know um constantly just poking fun at the at the teen comedy tropes also with the the slash using the slasher uh genre as you know as a you know a catapult so i i thought it was a lot of fun um yeah i i it was cool it was funny had some cool kills and yeah it gets a thumbs up for me so shit 
Okay, cool. I was wondering if you were going to talk about, like, is this movie... Wait, okay, where can you see this movie? I, we have to start saying this now. Like, where can you see this stuff? It's, it's available on all the, uh, the you know, Voodoo. On, I think Amazon's got it. You know, it's it's on demand. Video on demand. Okay, like I, how, I, I thought somebody had it for free or something. I mean, not, not free, but I thought, like, somebody had it. Like, I don't know. No, Amazon. it's one of those movies to rent, you know. But I thought it was cool. I had a, I had a good time. Okay. And before we get into the heavy stuff, we're going to talk about one more thing. I'm going to let you get this out the way. We're going to talk about Peter Dinklage, oh. Peter Dinklage, <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> All right. So what 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 is this? What did, what do I need to know about this? You never seen Toxic Avenger? I've seen it, but I was like, eh. And then I saw that cartoon. It sucked. I was like, eh. yes. so I'm not, I'm not <laughs> you know, into this. I know it's trauma. I know it's all that stuff. So I'm familiar with it, but I'm just like, well, what the fuck is this? You know? So, I, so I guess I guess it's been announced that uh, they're making a, a Toxic Avenger reboot, which I think they've been trying to do this like for, for decades. Yeah, and and Peter Dinklage is going to be in it. They don't know who he's going to be, if he's going to be the star, if he's going to be a villain. Um, but yeah, I go like a Trauma. So Trauma is a, a movie company that makes really cheap, low budget, mostly offensive horror sci-fi crap they pride themselves on making crap um and it, they just make movies you either love or you hate um i actually thought the toxic avenger was hilarious um, oh james, james gunn came from trauma so james gunn worked on trauma movies um uh yeah my brother fat t if he's listening he used to he used to have these toys the toxic crusaders they had yes, a toy it, was, it, was a, it was a toy line of it like i said yeah. the cartoon sucked but that's the, yeah. that's how I found out about the Toxic Avenger. So <laughs> yeah, Toxic Crusade. It was a cartoon. They act, eventually they made a bunch of sequels. Then they made a you know they then they decided to because the movies are not geared for kids. Right. Kids should not. In fact, when I rent I rented this back when I was a kid, like in you know junior high, whenever I rented it, and my mom thought I was watching a porno because of all <laughs> the <laughs> right because there's so much sex and violence in these movies. Um, you know. And so, yeah, the movies are not for kids by any means. But then they eventually uh, decide let's 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 let the, the Toxic Avenger needs to get bigger. We need to market towards kids. So they eventually right. made even comic books. They had comics. They had yeah, a cartoon. Like, he had a whole team in a cartoon. You know, like, it was like him. Yeah. He was like it was like the X Men basically. <laughs> yeah, um, Toxic Avenger. Yeah, it's basically uh, this this nerdy outcast falls into a vat of toxic waste. It transforms, yeah. yeah, it transforms him into this super mutant okay. being who basically fights crime and surprisingly has a these movies always had a message about environmental conservation. Which was big in the 80s also. Yes, he was he fought against pollution and corporate, you know, toxic waste dumping and stuff like that. So they're very uh um I mean this was pre-Captain Planet, you know, he was like Captain Planet, only a mutant, a monster though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so very environmentally friendly uh, monster is what he was, you know, even though these movies were full of gory violence and sex. So mm -hmm. yeah, and Trauma was just like that. You know, they, they, they're still around, they're, they're still doing stuff. They, they make movies, like I said, uh, you either love them or you hate them. Some of them I loved, they've got some classics, Toxic Avenger, Nukem, class, Nukem High or something. Class, class of Nukem High. 
the surf Nazis must die with uh, Mama Leroy. Was it? No, wait. Le no, was Leroy the guy? Ma Mama. Surf Nazis must die. It's it's totally stupid about this. It's like a post-apocalyptic wasteland where these these gang these gang of surfers. They're surfer gangs, and there's one of them gang is called the Surf Nazis, and they fight other surfer gangs, and they end up killing. I think the guy's name was Leroy. He's the they kill this black guy, and then his mama goes and gets revenge on him. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. It's totally stupid, but it's hilarious. You know, it's like I said, it's either you like them or you hate them. You know, and like, and that's how most of their movies are. You know, I, you know, Terra Firmer, Tromeo and Juliet. I love I thought they were hilarious, but Sergeant Kabuki Man, phew, do not get it. I did not, that went, went over my head. You know, I, okay. that, fuck that shit. You know, okay, so not all the traumas yeah, were, were yeah, poultry guys. Fuck that shit. That that I, not for me. You know, okay. <laughs> you know. So, but that's you know they made these like offensive. They, that, they were trying to offend. You know, they were trying mm -hmm. to go for bad taste, and they prided themselves on it. So it's yeah, you either like it or you don't. And um, so I'm actually excited. I I, I want to see a new Toxic Avenger movie, and if they actually pump some money into it, who knows? Because these movies were dirt cheap. They were made for like <clears throat> 10 bucks a piece. <laughs> and that's probably what everybody's looking for now anyway, you know, the, the, these blockbusters. Because now we can segue. <laughs> now we can yeah, segue. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know if you all heard about what's going on right now, but apparently Warner Brothers has made a deal where it made, basically HBO Max is the thing to get now. Like everybody's worrying about the stream awards, what's this, what's that. Oh, HBO Max wins. Because all the movies that Warner Brothers are going to drop, uh, basically from now till 2021, the rest of 2021, is that you can just dump it on HBO Max the same time they dump it in the theaters. Uh, Wonder Woman was just the start of it. Uh, they're going to do Wonder Woman. They're going to do The Matrix. They're going to do, uh, I think, Suicide Squad. Uh, uh, Doing everything. Dune, Kong, and Dune. Godzilla. You know, yep. everything. Everything they're coming out with next year Mortal is going to be on. All, all coming out. Yeah. yeah. So yep. you don't have to go to the theaters at all. It will drop the same day as HBO uh, HBO Max and Will's in the theater. You just watch it then uh, and just enjoy it. You know, that's it. So that's the theaters. Are, the theaters are pissed <laughs> that they, <I> mean, <laughs> because they already can't get people to come to the theaters anyway. So especially with Wonder Woman, you drop Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. Who the hell is going to go to the theaters to go watch it when it's at home? You didn't ate all this shit. You got all these presents. You probably got your PlayStation, your Xbox, shit like that. And ooh, Wonder Woman's on the fire stick. You know, why would yeah. you get up, put pants on, you know, go somewhere, spend extra money when it's just right there? You know, and it's not some Mulan bullshit where you got to pay like a premium price and like that. No, it's just there. That's it. You know. Yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to tell you, well, Mulan is actually on Disney Plus now, so you don't have to pay for it. You can just watch it. It's there. So, <laughs> hadn't seen it. I was gonna get to it, but. Fuck it, I didn't care. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is a this is a big deal. This could be the nail in the coffin for theaters. This this thing right here, even if it's just temporary, it may be enough to kill off whatever little theater change they're trying to keep going right now. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's a big. I think it's a big deal. I mean, people just like oh, they're excited for it. I'm glad I have to go to the theaters. Look, I already know that when I do go home, I, and I, I think it's gonna fuck up my experience for wonder woman because i know i'm just going to be stuck in i'm going to be at home i'm going to be stuck in some little room by myself on a 32 inch tv 
watch on a fire stick. It's not going to be the same as watching in, you know, 100-foot IMAX with surround sound and shit like that. I'm not getting the experience. And the thing is, I think that my experience of what Wonder Woman is going to be like on the 25th is going to be more common than people having a 70-inch big screen with surround sounds like that. Most of them watching a bullshit-ass TV and stuff like that. You're not getting the same experience. No, but, I agree. I, I think, but, you yeah. are getting, but you are getting convenience. Yes, yes. That's that's the thing. So yeah. Uh, well, I pay ten dollars for popcorn, and I can just you know cook some Jiffy Pop at home. You know, so yeah. But that's that's where things are going now. So I don't know. It's it, here's the thing: people think streaming is the future, but they don't realize the consequences of streaming in the future. I've said this before on the podcast. I will say it again, and I will keep saying it until somebody finally just listens to me. Because if you thinking if theaters go away. And China keeps boycotting these movies like they keep doing because they pissed off about this shit also. It's like another movie they just boycotted also. If that happens, the theater's gonna go away and big budget, big budget blockbuster movies are gonna go away also. Mainly superhero movies are gonna go away. Because the right, not superhero movies, transformers, any big movie like that, they won't be able to do it because, like I said, all these movies that Warner Brothers is just gonna release on HBO Max, they're not gonna make the money back. None of them. But the thing is, they can't keep hanging on to these movies because they have invested with the movie. Even with Wonder Woman, like they had an investment company help them make this movie. So the longer they just sit on this movie and not do anything with it, they're actually losing money keeping Wonder Woman going. Same thing with all the other movies, Doom, Mortal Kombat, all this stuff like that. So they have they have to drop these movies now, you know, to get any kind of money they can right now. So when they clean, they're basically they're clearing, they're cleaning the slate. So when they start back up again, the movies are going to have a, le- a a lower budget. So you're not going to see, you know, I don't know, Endgame or some shit like that. Like, no, there's going to be lower budget movies. They're going to just do that, to just recoup their costs. And that's what it's going to be. This is the future. This is the future that you wanted. This is the future you're getting. Every movie's not going to be Wonder Woman. Every movie's not going to be Doom. You're going to get more, I don't know, Toxic Avenger. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, shit. So let's let's go to the next one we're sticking with warner brothers we're sticking with warner brothers well i i, I got some shit to say cool go for it <laughs> <laughs> well i'm actually kind of excited i think um i love going to the movies mm-hmm. you know I, I you know i i love the flicks you know i love you know i love the theater experience mm-hmm. but we're in a pandemic right now um and i think you know for the time being that's a good move. Give us something to do. We're not going anywhere. I'm not going to risk as much as I love going to the movie theaters. I'm not going to risk going to see Wonder Woman or any as much as I want to see Godzilla or Dune on the big screen or Mortal Kombat. I'm not going to risk it. I think Hell, it's a good the idea. numbers are higher now than they were back in June. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to risk it. I think it's, I'm excited. Oh, cool. Yeah. Give me something to do while I'm cooped up inside. But as far as like, I think once this pandemic is over, it's fucking party time. Motherfuckers I don't, I don't, are gonna, I don't think so. I, don't I think, think so. no, motherfuckers are gonna be there's gonna be orgies in the motherfucking movie theaters. <laughs> People are gonna get are, I I was going to the drive-in this past summer. Motherfuckers are packed and shit. And these are old ass movies. You know, people want to get out. I think once the pandemic is over and the new movies, you know, it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit. People are gonna, you know, some of these movie companies are gonna take a loss. You know, the theater chains, some of them might close, some of them might make it, but in the end. Theaters are not going away. People love going to see the uh, going to see movies, going out to see movies. Going out, you know, you went and saw Empire, right? Of course, it's Empire. Of course, I'm gonna go. Right? <laughs> yeah, you went. The last movie I saw in the theater was The Color Purple, <laughs> <laughs> just because I had, you know, I think movie theaters 
should get the rights to old, like old studio catalogs so they can start, you know, showing older movies. Because I think people like the Alamo Draft House, they pride themselves on it. You know, that that's what they they make more. That's probably most of their revenue comes from these like vintage screenings and stuff. Um, I think, yeah, going forward, movies, they're, they're going to have to re-strategize re about, you know, making movies going forward now. I think, yeah, you know, these $20 million asshole actors that get these big chunks of money for being in the movie. Yeah, I think that's done. I think, you know, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. getting $50 million to act like a rich guy. I, I think that's done, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think the movies are still going to be made. People still want to go see movies. Um, and yeah, and you know, the, the studios, they fuck over the theaters, you know, theaters have to pay the studios to show them. And then they have to sign a contract to show these movies. Like Disney has the lockdown, has the monopoly. You right. have to show our movie theater on a certain amount of screens for a certain amount of time. And that's how they go. And the movies don't, the movie theaters don't make any money from the profits. They make most of their money off the concession that's why they that's why they charge up the ass for a popcorn and a, and a soda pop because they got to pay these studios to to show their movies you know so yeah i think what what other what other industry sounds like that a studio mm -hmm. that creates content and fucks over the vendors that show it Sounds like the comic book industry. Oh yeah. <laughs> but here's the th here's the thing that 2020 threw me for a loop. I had no clue that the comic book industry was going to outlive the movie industry. <laughs> that threw me for a loop. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I think once the pandemic is over, people are want to get out and uh, and and party. You know, they're, they're going to be. I, I, I wish be... I was as optimistic as you. you know, but I can't wait to go back to a theater. But yeah, I'm. You know, it's going to be a while. Like I said, I think studios are going to take a loss. I think there's people, some theater chains might go bankrupt, but, you know, people people want to go out. People are going to want to go out after this. So, yeah. Yeah, What can you do? So, yeah. But I'm going to watch Wonder Woman at home. <laughs> it's not going to be. I know I'm going to get the same experience and just yeah. little TV, you know. There, yeah, there isn't. I saw Alien. Uh, the, the 40th anniversary of Alien last year in the theater. Mm -hmm. Seen it a thousand times, but in the theater, the sound like made so much difference. You know, the, the audio added so much more to the experience of that movie that it, I'm like, wow, this movie's even more awesome than ever, seeing it in the theater, you know? So yeah, the theater just demands that experience for certain type of movies, you know? So yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, James Cameron's making his fucking Avatar movies. He they, they need to build whole new theater. Right. You don't. Do you really want to see that on a fire stick the first time you see it? Like we the same. Yeah. Experience. Don't you need? Isn't it supposed to be a three D movie with no glasses? Right. Maybe like put in like a fucking uh, sensory deprivation chamber to watch that shit. I I'll tell you another movie I seen. It's not a new movie, but an older movie that I saw that you have to see in the theater. Otherwise, you're not getting the same experience. Gravity. Okay. Uh, I never. I never saw that in the theater. You have to see great. Okay, you you saw it on TV, right? What did you think about Gravity? I thought it was cool. Like, cool. I heard it was right. in. I heard it was like a 3D movie that everyone said it was so cool in 3D. Yeah, that's the thing. Like when you see the movie in theaters, it's an experience. You're just like, holy shit, I'm watching this. This is amazing, you know. But then you know, I see it on HBO, you know, or Netflix, some shit at home. I'm just like, yeah. 
It's not the same. And you're not to keep telling people that the movie was awesome. When they see it on TV, they're like, that movie wasn't that good. You, you suck. You, you <laughs> your opinion sucks on movies. Like, no, that movie was awesome. It really was. Yeah. But it's like you're just telling people some shit that it's not true, you know. Yeah, Endgame just ain't the same in my living room like it was right. in the theater. <laughs> because Endgame, you had that rock concert, you know, crowd yeah. hyping everything up, you know. Yeah. At home, yeah. you just at home just watching just look okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have that same shock value. But yeah, let's go past that. Oh, wait. Did we talk about Mando? No, we did not. One more thing, and then we'll talk about Mando. We're gonna get to Mando, but we're gonna talk about this one more thing. I just want to touch this. Uh no, I'm not going to do that. Ava DuVernay. I hope I'm saying her name right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like DuVernay or something. Some weird yeah. French way of saying it. I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it's Ava DuVernay is her name. Oh, uh, and I fucked that up. That's okay. Yeah, basically what she's doing is that she has a big deal. Goal. She is, what is she doing? Naomi. Now, a lot of you don't know who the fuck Naomi is. I've been talking about Naomi a whole bunch of times. Nobody knows who she is. But what she's doing is that she's making, I think, a CW show? I, I know I know you probably don't know, Eli, but I think she's making a CW, a CW show. I thought it was a movie. What do I know? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't think it's, <laughs> I think it's a CW show she's making. She's based on the character of Naomi. She's a new DC character, just popped up two years ago, like maybe. A year or two like ago, yeah. Year two yeah, a year or two ago. And she is the brainchild of Brian Michael Bendis. You know, for those who don't know who Brian Michael Bendis is, you know his work. Brian Michael Bendis also created Miles Morales. Brian Michael Bendis also created Riri Williams. You know, Ironheart. You don't know her now, but you will. Trust <laughs> me, Marvel is working on it. <laughs> so, DC poached him for Marvel strictly to make me characters. Give us characters. So we can just do shit. And, and fuck up Superman. You know, two things <laughs> we did. <laughs> so yeah, I, that- I never read the whole, I, I read like the first couple issues of Naomi. Is she like related to Superman or so? What was the deal with her? Where did she okay. get her power? I, I, read, I read the whole thing in Naomi. <laughs> yeah. Okay. She really has nothing to do with Superman. She okay. is an orphan. Her parents come from another planet that they never explain what the planet is. She's raised by foster parents. So basically, it's Brian Michael Bendis' power fantasy. Like I said, he's raising a black daughter right now. So there's a story about a black daughter being raised by white parents. So it's kind of like Bendis putting himself in this character, you know. Uh, she okay. is an alien from another planet of superpowers, kind of like Superman. That's why she relates to Superman, but she's not Superman, you know. Was he what a powers... No, well, no, no, because <laughs> I don't want to get into Naomi. It's because then again, I got to talk about Thanagarians, and I don't want to get into that shit, you know. <laughs> then I'm just starting losing people, just like, okay, I'm done, you know. Anyway, she was brought from another planet as a baby to these people. And matter of fact, I think her foster parents are aliens also. Now that I think about it. Okay, yeah, but I only that, read like the I got like the first two issues, and then I yeah. fell off because I like okay, because I figured I figured because he was writing Superman at the time, yeah, and and I thought okay he was gonna tie her into like Kryptonian lore or something. That's what I thought. He like, didn't, but she uh, did yeah. show up in a Superman book because as she got her powers, she's like, well, I got powers, I learned how to get powers, so I'm gonna just fly to Metropolis and find Superman. So she finds Superman. Batman's happened to be there. They you know, fall in love with her. Oh, you're Mary Sue, blah, 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 whatever like that. You you know the story, you know. So, and I'm pretty sure she'll be in some kind of Legion's book, whatever like that. But anyway, she's the next big thing right now. DC is like pushing the hell out of her because of the reason they brought Bendis over. So, uh, and like I said, Ava DuVernay actually has a full plate right now. The only issue, if you don't know who Ava DuVernay is, I'll just point out right there. Ava DuVernay, 
she's also she won an Oscar for Selma. She directed Selma. Uh, and she's also directing the new guys. So they got on there for that. So she's doing new guys and she's doing Naomi. So she's got a full play. So that being said, can we talk about Mando? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We we I got on why we talk about all this other bullshit to get to Mando. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, Eli, I'm going to let you start out. What you think about the Mando episode? Oh, it was dope. This season has just been dope. You know, every every episode has been getting better and better and better. Um, yeah. Yeah. You want Same me to recap thing. or do you want to say? Yeah, we ain't got to do a recap. We just, just talk about what we thought about it. I mean, because basically kind of hit the high points, you know, yeah. of what happened. Because mainly on this episode, uh, like I said, last episode, I, I went on Facebook basically saying that I thought it was like the best Star Wars thing we saw since the 1980s. Now, this episode, I'm not going to say it was better than the last episode, but goddamn, it was close. <laughs> I mean, it was in the ballpark. I was like, damn, how did they how did get this close, like back to back like this? This is, <laughs> you know. The return of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, I would expect it to return of Boba Fett. And the thing is, like I said, I only know Boba Fett from the movies. So I thought Boba Fett was kind of like this, this pussy that y'all kept hyping up, you know, <laughs> you know, because he didn't do shit. He just sat around just making a phone call, just tracking people and shit like that, just stalking them and shit like that. But you kept saying, oh, Boba Fett is just badass. He's just, he's, he is the GOAT, you know. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, we kind of went off. He, you know, for us OG fans, yeah, he showed up in Empire and he was just this mysterious figure, you know, um, capturing han solo and then you don't hear much about him and then of course because this was back in the 80s we didn't have netflix or disney plus we couldn't stream these mm -hmm. things we had to wait three years to find out what happens so in between those three years we all played with our toys played with our boba fett figures imagination just going built know. him up to be the best baddest of all asses that ever was and then we see Return of the Jedi, where he dies this really cheap death, <laughs> eaten by a space vagina. Basically, just, yeah, just, he, you know, it's basically a cart like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He gets, you know, blind Han Solo hits a button, sends him flying off. It's, it's a very stupid, cheap death. Well, see, it, um, it caught George Lucas off guard. Yeah, like he made Boba Fett, but he just made it like he just some dude. Yeah. He didn't know that the fans like made all this fan fiction because fan fiction didn't exist back in the 70s yeah. and 80s, you know. So when he killed him, I was like, oh, y'all like this guy? I, I yeah. didn't know. You know. And again, he was making these movies for kids, you know. Right. <laughs> he didn't know that all the 40-year-old neck bearded, you know, you know, crow magnum apes were gonna be like, Oh, you killed her, <laughs> you piece of shit. So, so y'all have been waiting from, from 1983. <laughs> Till 2020 to get redeemed, you know, for yes. redemption. And they gave it to you. They they yeah. gave it to us. We like it. Cause like I said, we talked, we talked all this shit about Boba Fett, but at the last 10 minutes of that episode, this was Boba Fett. <laughs> 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 just yeah. beating ass just the whole way. Like knee rockets, he killed people with knee rockets. Is that that is canon. That is actually canon. When he did yeah. the knee rockets, I was like, oh shit. They they remembered. <laughs> you know what I was thinking because Robert Rodriguez directed this uh, yeah. episode. I'm thinking that was a nod to you know Sex Machine. Oh yeah, you remember yeah. with the the gun rocket? I mean the yeah. crotch rockets, whatever. The, I thought the crotch, it was the crotch pistol. Yeah, I thought it was a nod to that. You know, but okay, but I didn't know the knee rocket thing. Maybe well, he got the knee, maybe he got the Sex Machine crotch pistols from from Boba Fett. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought that was cool because, like, yeah, that is actually canon. I remember having, like, you know, 
I'm a Star Wars geek. I've had books and lore and, you know, the, the, you know those old uh, the books that have the diagrams with all the tech and shit. And they actually pointed that there's, yeah, there's knee missiles on his, on his knees that he... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, knee rock. Yeah. yeah. Knees? Okay, that's new. Okay, I'll go with it. You know? Yeah, because when he fired them, I was like, oh shit. I, they, they like, they know. This is. <laughs> right, they, they know their shit. They go deep in the low with yeah. this. And you got to love this also. Bubba got a dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I said, you know, they know their audience. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, you know, cosplay and Halloween trick or treating. You know, we're ready for it now. Yeah, I, I can fit in. I, I can be Boba Fett now. <laughs> so we got we got Thor on one end, Fat Thor on one end. We got Boba Fett on the other end. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, just a great episode. And then it also, you know, I mean, Robert Rodriguez just directing. It was so you know, he's such a good action director, mm-hmm. but also had a lot of, it actually expanded the lore a little bit you know we we got to find out about the mandalorians and boba fett and that his dad you know because they they kind of fucked up by making Django not be a mandalorian that he was like uh, an escaped prisoner who got found by a Ma- the mandalorians and sort of adopted into them so mm-hmm. but then they kind of fixed that with this episode that said yeah he was a foundling just like the mando was and uh mm-hmm. and that they have a claim to the armor and that the, you know they are you know part of you the, fans, the, yeah. yeah fans always arguing about this theory he's this he's that they're like no it's this yeah. stop arguing that's it yeah <laughs> debate's um, over so 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 much stuff in this episode uh the dark troopers i i, I know that is a thing in star yeah. wars okay yeah. so and I'm just loving like Moff Gideon, like uh, the the dude is always the bad guy in every TV show ever. Just how evil he is in this show, man. He's staring at Baby Yoda, just look like there's nothing you can do. You ain't shit. I know you're tired. And then he told somebody to shoot the baby, and then they got baby handcuffs. Like how evil are you to have baby handcuffs just laying around? But you know, yeah, I, I love it. He's just an awesome ass bad guy. I just love it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um... And it's it, we're coming to a head. I mean, I can't believe there's only two episodes left. I'm like, Shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, Bill Burr's coming back. Yeah, and so uh, it's like at the end, like Mando was putting together his own Suicide Squad. Yeah, he had to go go to go get his son. So I'm like, okay, yeah. And so, oh uh, man, just just an awesome episode. I don't know how they have. I don't know what they're gonna do next episode. Like, are you just gonna just keep ramping up from there? I, what what can you do? But yeah, they gotta they gotta go make the jailbreak. So. Full on attack, yeah. I hope they get their squad and they roll up, and we're probably this is probably going to be the final. Yeah, well, it is everybody the final show up. Bo-Katan show back up. Ahsoka yeah, show back yeah, up. yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. And whoever, hopefully, whoever Jedi he um, contacted mm-hmm. it will show up or something. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, uh, I, 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 yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. So I'm now I'm excited for for Mando. It's like last season, like episode, like season one, which is like this is a nice side quest or you know an appetizer, you know, for the Star Wars meal. Now I feel like this is the meal. This is yeah. like if you're a Star Wars fan. This is where you need to be. Eli, we are unbanning Star Wars. Okay. As long as as long as Mando is out, we're unbanning Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like these are this is what they were meant to be. You know, Star mm-hmm. Wars was meant to be these serial episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, only, well, like you said, you know, the Star Wars saga influenced the MCU as being episodic TV only in mm-hmm. the theaters. But now 
you know, being that they are just episode, like individual episodes and they are, it, it, it works perfectly for a, a little short, a short uh, series, like, like the Mando, you know? So, you know, I would, go, but still, yeah, I would go, I would totally go watch these in the movie theater. <laughs> I would, I would pay money to watch this in the movie theater, like, like easily, you know, yeah. and they, they give if, it to us right there at home. So. Yeah. If they, if they can make, you know, if studios can do what they're doing, what they are with the Mando, then I, I have no, um, uh, I, 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 I have no concerns about movie making <laughs> right. for the future. If they're, if they're just doing in-house you know, movies like this, like Disney is just doing this all in house, you know, in their own studios, their own, you know, in-house production company working on these and making them, you know, at a, at a, you know, at a cost, cost efficiently, you know, it could work. Cause this is, this is dope. Yeah. I'm loving it. Like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, there's nothing to complain about, you know? Yeah. So, uh, never move on to the video game section. Okay, video game section. I'm gonna just hit this on the head real quick. Uh, Eli, something shocked me that I can't believe they did. Uh, they're bringing Brie Larson back for the game, the game awards that are supposed to be on this weekend, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, and, and here's the thing I'm not a Brie Larson hater anymore, <laughs> you know. Uh, my whole thing is about like if any of all the people that you could have got for the game awards. And you know her audience, and you know where she, you know, you're like who's a fan of her and who not. Why would you bring her there to the Game Awards to meet gamers when they know gamers are, let's be honest with you, sexist, racist, homophobes, incel, <laughs> basement dwellers, and you're going to bring Brie Larson there, you know, who's basically like a, a walking trigger warning into the room. <laughs> Because Eli, I saw, I saw the, uh, I saw the, the, the comment section. Oh shit! Gold. I bet, I bet you that was a. It was gold. <laughs> it, was, it was like they're doing it just to do that. Like they're gonna just troll people for that, you know? <laughs> Why not? But it's just like, and, and like I said, the Game Awards is not something hard to do. She's a trained professional actress. She can do this shit in her sleep. It's not a big deal. It's just the fact that she's gonna have this. War. And you know, it's been so long ago, Eli, that people don't even remember what they're mad about her for. The people yeah. in the comment section was like, "What? Why y'all hate her? Why y'all don't like her?" They're like, "Just cause she knew what she did." I'm like, really? <laughs> she but was Captain like, Marvel, right? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Women or whatever the fuck the, the YouTubers say like that. But I, Eli, any beef I had with her, I completely forgot. She after this, she's got no tits. Fuck her. She sucks. Right. <laughs> that just ended that conversation right there. So like when when I saw this that she just came out on Jimmy Kimmel, I was like, you know what? Whatever she did in the past, I forgive her. It's okay. Hey, she'll, she'll always be Envy Adams to me from Scott Pilgrim. I don't care. <laughs> right. So maybe this is a way for them that I don't know uh, change the narrative on her. I guess this is like to win those fans over. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I feel like this is calculated. They knew what they were doing. She knew what she was doing. The Game Awards knew what they were doing. So gives her. Matter of fact, I think with the Game Awards, I think I might, I might stream that. I might stream. Okay. That. I don't know. On OG, I might stream it on OG. We'll see if if I have time or forget it from not sleep. I don't know. Oh, uh, wasn't that this news excited me? If this is the news, I think it is. It is not. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm excited over this, and that's not it. Not that bullshit. <laughs> that's it. Yes, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac has oh. uh, landed the role of Metal, not Metal Gear, Solid Snake. He landed the role of Solid Snake, 
And the thing is, uh, I'm excited about it because, like I said, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. The only thing, I'm such a huge Metal Gear fan that the pick of this actually pissed me off. And I can't show you the pick because you're over with Eli, but that's no problem. You don't have to look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. I know. Let me see. Can I, can I do that? Nope, can't oh. do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not trained enough in StreamYard to do that shit, so that's no problem. Anyway, I'm such a fan. The The articles pissed me off because they say he's playing Solid Snake, but the picture in the uh, article isn't Solid Snake. It's Big Boss. So that pissed me off because I'm such a huge fan of this. So I don't give a shit about him playing Moon Knight or some shit like that. The fact that he's playing Solid Snake, that has me fucking hyped. You know? My name is Dave. Remember that right. shit at the end? At the end of that game, my name's Dave. Oh yeah, could they ask him what his real name was? His name was Dave with some shit. Good <laughs> answer, Dave. So I'm excited about this, man. This is exciting. It's like that's why I said the Lalelu Lalo at the beginning of because they're not allowed to say the Illuminati in the game because the government has programmed everybody to not utter the name. So I'm like, it's some deep shit in there. But here's the thing: they're making a Metal Gear movie, but they already made a Metal Gear movie. This movie is oh. the exact same plot. Yeah, but that movie didn't have Cyber Ninja in it. <laughs> it had me. That's what yeah. Murphy was. Yeah, but he wasn't like shooting fucking shit out of his elbows and shit. He wasn't, but well, Bucky Bla- was. Black Widow was. Black Widow was shooting shit out of her arm. So I get, honestly, but yeah, the Gray Fox was the same. I'm watching when this movie comes out. People are gonna watch the movie and be like, "Damn, this, this is Winter Soldier. What the fuck?" <laughs> like they're both super soldiers and whatever and all this shit. Who's the one psychic guy who's like Magneto? Uh, psychic Mantis, I think. Mantis. Mantis yeah, I had. Man. I actually had the figures. I had the they. they McFarlane released a bunch of figures. I had a bunch oh, of them. McFarlane did it? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had the Cyber Ninja figure. I had the Mantis figure because he had that skull-looking, really wicked zombie-looking face. I thought he was really cool. Um, so it was cool because yeah. when you playing it, and I'm trying to see how it's going to translate to a movie because the game was such a, a game. Like, when you, you had to beat one of the guys that could read your controls on the game. <laughs> like, I know what you're going to press before you press. And he was reading, like, your save files. I know you just played. Smash Brothers right before then. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> it I was remember, so weird. Yeah. I, I only played for the PS1. Mm-hmm. I played Solid. And then I only, the only other game I think I, I, I played was Snake Eater. There's only, oh. only two that I, I, made, I played. Snake Eater is, I'm going to put this on there, is my favorite game of all time. Oh, no like, shit. Like, no. single player, my favorite. I beat that game so many times, so many ways I can't even think about it. That theme song, I still. <laughs> dream that stuck in my head I, i've been singing that shit all day ever since they announced this so matter of fact if they make that movie and that thing sing, snake the theme song is not in it throw the whole movie away you're canceling you know. it I'm, can, I'm, I'm canceling snake you if you know i'm canceling now because big boss is on there and not snake it's not solid snake oh man oh matter of fact while i'm talking about snake you like that uh, james bond is free on youtube right now youtube and peacock so go ahead and watch it you know do it like all all the movies free. all the james watch. bond movies okay yeah all free so i'm i'm watching it i will give a critique or review maybe like next week when i'm done with my when I'm, I'm at her majesty's secret service right now so yeah are you watching them all huh? you're straight through them? straight through i got a playlist and everything because <laughs> <laughs> i never did a straight through marathon i'm like I've, I've always wanted to do it and i was this close to buying it because i saw it on on walmart for like a hundred dollars i'm like but the reason i didn't because i wanted to wait for the the last daniel craig movie to come out but i'm like for free Oh, I did that back in the 90s 
-hmm. when I worked for video update, I worked for video update. And I one, I mean, it wasn't like marathon. I want like every couple days I, I did watch like every James Bond movie. Like, yeah, and I, did, I, I just did that. I, I had free movie rentals and I could just do, I was, I went through like phases. Okay. It's black exploitation week this week, James Bond <laughs> next week, you know, Kevin Costner the week after. <laughs> right. We had Kevin Costner. What the fuck? Dance with Wolves? What the fuck? Dances with Wolves and the Postman. <laughs> right. And Waterworld. And then Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what you say. Feel the dreams of my shit. But yeah. Anyway, all right. Can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Yeah. Okay. So, like I said, this is the comic books, bullies, where we talk about comic books and we're just going to jump into it. And I'm trying to see where should we start? Eli? Should we start with the big boy? Let's start with the big boy. Just go. For yeah. It. Yeah. Let's go for it. Let's knock it out. You already know the big boy. If you are not in the comics and don't know what we if you if you're in the comics, you know what we're going to talk about. If you're not in the comics, the thing we're going to talk about is King in Black number one. Now, you like what the fuck is King in Black number one? I'm going to tell you, my young Padawan. OK, so King in Black is for the last what Eli two years two or something years? like that. <laughs> two years Marvel has been pumping up this guy called Null. They saying Null is the biggest, baddest motherfucker you would ever meet in your life. He makes Thanos look like Kite Man and Connie McCain. He is the new motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah. when you come in, you, so they just hyping him up and all they, all you've been hearing all is Null is coming. Null, Null is coming. Is, Null is coming. Well Null is here motherfucker. Null came. So, no, and so did came. I. And so did and, I. And finished. <laughs> <laughs> All over us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you do it. I'm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to let you go. You you, okay. you take point on this one. Okay. Um, I didn't take notes, damn it. But okay. Um, all right. So, yeah. The King in Black, Donnie Cates. So, yes. Donnie and, Cates. And my thing is everybody hates Donnie Cates. Don he put his foot in this book, man. Why do people still shit on Donny Cates? Yes, this is Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman back together again. Well, for me, okay, Donny Cates rebooted Venom a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And he, he did such an awesome job. He made Venom so cool that Marvel basically let Donny Cates rewrite the whole fucking Marvel universe. Right. <laughs> like, and fuck with everybody else right now. Venom was behind your shit too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, in that, uh, the, the the he rebooted Venom, and it was dope. Like I I stayed with the Venom series for at least a couple years. Like I'm, uh, yeah. So this is my first time reading anything Venom in about a year. You know, I I dropped off around that Symbiote Island run or something, which was like twenty twenty one or something like that. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's been a while. But basically, Donny Cates rebooted Venom. He gave Eddie Brock a son named Dylan, who's got these ill-ass symbiote powers, and he created this Null character, which is the god of the symbiotes. So basically, before anything was created, before the universe was created, there was only darkness, and Null was created, the symbiotes were created of darkness. So before anything was ever existed, Null existed. Right. And now, um, now the planet where the symbiotes come from, actually Bendis made that. And yeah. like a Guardians of the Galaxy run, and it, they're so a hive. Just, just ran with it, yeah. And they're a hive mind. Um, all symbiotes, every symbiote, including Venom, <laughs> Eddie Brock's Venom symbiote, they all answer to Null. Null can read everybody's minds, um, and it was dope. Uh, it was really cool for the couple years that I was reading it. Um, so I'm back. I jumped on just because it was, you know, 
the big event. He find he's been yeah, like you said, they've been teasing Null finally arriving. That I, okay, I better check this out. And I, they fucking stormed out the gate on this motherfucker. Right. So I, I I don't know. Like I said, I haven't read any Venom shit for about a year. So, but I don't. This caught me up. So basically, it starts out Eddie Brock and the Avengers. They're waiting for Null. He's on his way. Um, he's in orbit. Uh, um, Eddie goes to Dylan, takes him to a bunker, saying, "You know, we got to protect you because no, you know, no is after every symbiote, and his son Dylan has symbiote powers." But Dylan's like, "No, man, I could help fight." And uh, Eddie's like, "No." So he puts him in the bunker. The the um, the Avengers they have all those ships from the K- the Katadi War. The Empire yeah, the, the Empire shit. Yeah, uh, before we go there, I want to point this out. Look, first off, the artwork on this shit. Stegman, man. Stegman is killing this shit. First yeah. off, this is like he's channeling Ty McFarlane. Yeah. Like, this is some Ty McFarlane shit right here. This is what is right here. This is like, I'm likening this Venom run to, you know, Snyder and Capullo Batman. Like I those, agree with you. Like those, this is, two, yeah. those two together are just, they just got something. They just totally you know, meld together, their style. Um, like, it's, it's giving me a Spawn vibe. That's what it gives yeah, me. Like yeah. an early 90s Spawn vibe. Basically, yeah. that's what he's doing. He's turning Venom into Spawn. He's giving, uh, Null is like this Lovecraftian Cthulhu god or whatever. Like these great old ones. It's like total Lovecraft with Venom, you mm-hmm. know, which I thought was dope. So, basically, the Avengers, they, they're waiting for Null um, they know he's on his way. They got a bunch of uh, Katadi spaceships in orbit. They're derelict. Um, the swarm comes and they blow them up. They take out just a little bit. You know, they don't even slow they, them they, down. But that's the thing because they they don't know how many people. They don't know how how big his army is. So they take out a few hundred. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But but Venom can feel it. Like Eddie Brock can feel it. He's just like, yeah. Oh y'all y'all didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, Venom, Venom. Like I said, the symbiotes are all hive mind. They can feel each other. They can read each other's minds and stuff. Um, so they blow up the ships, but it doesn't even slow this like big swarm of symbiote dragons coming down to uh, coming down to Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm like everybody's fucked. Everybody is fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Basically, the sky is raining venom dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're they're fighting the you know um avengers are fighting they even get the x-men to fight and they're waiting for thor because you know lightning and magic are like the only things that can hurt null but that's why storm is actually like fucking them up right now yeah, yeah. so but thor is not they're waiting thor is not around so they get storm and storm is lighting them up mm-hmm. um but they're still barely doing anything um eddie goes and he uh he sits into the what's it called the spire or the the, the codex or whatever. That yeah, connects, the thing that connected. Yeah, connects to all the venom mines and stuff. So he's basically, uh, you know, he can tell what's happening. Um, but then Null shows up, Null lands, and he brings fucking symbiote celestials. To, to... That, now, okay, was that a thing? Was he fighting celestials or some shit? Well, remember, he's been around since the dawn of ever. First so, off, look, look like the Avengers when they see that shit. Yeah, it's like, like, holy fuck. Because we don't know. Like, he's like, oh, shit. The, like, the gods of the Marvel Universe, he controls them. 
Yeah, so they're symbiote. The Venom Celestials <laughs> land on Earth. And that, here's no. Yeah, here comes no. <laughs> and he's like, I'm here for Brock. I'm here for Brock. Yeah. So he, he's um, saying, like, if y'all drag it out, like I could kill y'all easily because I'm y'all, y'all gonna die anyway. Yeah. But if you long as you take me to uh, find Brock, I'm gonna drag shit down. Y'all gonna suffer. Yeah. So he let them know that now. Yeah. And uh Captain America, he's like, okay, you know, you know, usually uh we we you know we, we, he had some really cool shit to say. Like usually uh uh we're you're you know, people like you, we dealt with like, you know, assholes like you before. And you're and we're usually yeah, because Null is like, who are you? <laughs> and Captain America's like, yeah, normally we're the last things you guys see, but today we're just here to watch. <laughs> and, and then here Cause, comes cause Tony said, like after the X-Men show, then he like the big guns are here. But then he said, No, no cap, the big big gun is here. Yeah, know? this is their this is their plan B, you know. And they got Century. Century shows up and he right away zooms down, takes Punches out a hole through the, the celestial, the god Marvel gods. Yes, yeah, takes out a, a venom celestial. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Null just grabs him. <laughs> Hold on. I got we, we got we gotta paint the picture on this one. We okay, gotta, yes. He, he grabs him uh and he just let me introduce myself. And Venom knows what's about to happen. Yeah. So like, boom. Yeah. And then fucking and everybody's like, holy shit. I've got I gotta go to the picture, gotta go to the picture. Yeah. yeah I am the void. Oh fuck it. Let's go Where to it. it. Anyway. Where is it? <laughs> right there. Anyway, yeah. big splash page. Now I, I gotta paint the picture because this is a callback. Donnie Case is doing a callback for those that know their their Marvel history. Uh, Century did this shit to Ares back in the Siege storyline back in like, 2010. Okay. So the fact that Null is doing it to him, it's just like, okay, that's what your ass get. You know? <laughs> so like, hold on. Donnie Case did his homework on this one. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So basically their, their plan B, which is to have Century fuck shit up mm-hmm. and take out Null, Null ripped him apart like it was nothing. Like he <laughs> but strong. now keep in mind Century is like Superman on steroids. Yeah. Without any of the weakness of the Marvel Universe. And he just killed him like he was nothing. Yeah. So they're like, oh shit. Everyone's like, oh shit. So then no basically engulfs the whole planet in symbiotes. So it's Venom Earth. The whole Earth is covered in darkness. Like Wakanda, Latveria, <laughs> Madripoor, all darkness. Yeah. Nobody can see anything. Yeah. yeah, buildings, everything. It's just getting engulfed. Storm, every all all the heroes are just getting you know absorbed by these by this big giant you know symbiote force. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie's like, okay, I got you know I got to go stop this. So he go Eddie goes and confronts no. It's like, okay, you're here. You know, I'm who you want. You know, let's do this. And then Null just grabs Eddie's symbiote, takes the venom. He he takes takes a big arm, grabs his ass. Yeah, grabs him, and then just takes Eddie's symbiote right back. Just takes, rips the symbiote off him. And then he's like, oh, you're not the Brock I was looking for. I'm looking for Dylan Brock. (laughs) (laughs) right and then just drop nobody you know yeah yeah you're the wrong brock i was looking for dylan brock you're eddie brock you're wrong one and then he just like drops him from the building um and then that's to be continued you know like they they came out the gate with this i was like wow they hit the ground running 
So this is this is like just a straight up blockbuster, you know, summer blockbuster that you know. And I, I'm I'm happy to be back on on the on the Donny Cates. I mean, y'all. It's, it's <laughs> right. I mean, I don't feel like we ever left. Yeah, we've always been on Donny. Cates, you've been yeah. reading. You said you've been reading Thor, and we read like some of the Guardians run that he was written. Yeah. Um, and they all sort of teased. Yeah, that the it's his Silver like, Surfer you, run. It, yeah, Silver Surfer Black. All that Null has had his hand in everything that right. he's been building up to this. So, um, yeah, like I said, Donny Cates, y'all, Stegman, Ryan Stegman doing the art. This was great. This is like a five out of five for me. It's five I, out of five. I mean, like out the gate, this is like I'm like wow. I'm, yeah. I'm really it, Marvel is doing it with this book. It was, especially they got everybody in it, so they know it's going to be a big hit. Yeah, I didn't think I was like, oh, the King in Black, because I had really had no interest. I didn't care. Like mm-hmm. Nell's coming. Nell's coming for the past two years. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Like, okay, Nell's here. I'll check it out. And then like, holy shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> he killed Cinchy. He probably killed Storm. But like I said, it's the X-Men. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? She'll, she'll, be back. she'll, she'll go back to Krakoa and get resolved. I, I did <laughs> drop that in the group to see the test people knowledge who knows anything about it. Like, Storm's dead. They killed Storm in the book. Like, and see, that's why I hadn't read comics since 2010. You know, they <laughs> killed me. Like, see if y'all paid attention. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh shit! I'm trying to think, that was a big boy right there. You want you want to do Batman before I get to my bat? We, we got we both got Batman books. You can go. To, you can do Batman. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's this one out. Okay. Yeah, you, do, you do bad Batman. I'll do good Batman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So where is the book we're doing? Yeah. Okay. So the book I'm doing is Batman slash Catwoman number one. So for those that know what this is, it's the Black Label. Six issue run. Oh, it's black label. I think it's black label. I think it. I think it is black label. Yeah. Oh, is there any tits in it? No. And bat dick again? No. <laughs> None of that stuff. What's happens. the fucking point? You're right. They just slap because they want it out of continuity. So basically, Tom King, whatever Tom King does, they can ignore it. They can write it off. That's all. That's all black label is now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, Over- overcharge you and yeah, and say it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's exactly all it is. So, yeah. So, yeah, this Batman book, based what it is, is that Batman, it's kind of a continuation of, it's basically like the continuation of Tom King's run, but some little shit going on. I do want to say this one little thing that I guess is sort of kind of interesting is that Batman's ex-girlfriend shows up named Andrea Beaumont. Now, I will say this, uh, Clay Man's art, always awesome. Like, that's kind of like the, the saving grace of a lot of Tom King's book because he always will have Clay Man with him. That's who you really pay attention to. But anyway, uh, does Andrea Beaumont sound familiar to you? No. Okay. I'm going to tell you who she is. Andrea Beaumont uh, actually was never in a Batman comic, but she shows up and she's Batman. Is she Phantasm? Yes. Okay. She is Phantasm. Okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like I said, she's never been in a Batman comic before, but the way Tom King is treating the book, like she's always been there. And like Catwoman knows her, and she like, I th- and they even reference like the fight they had in the comics. Like, didn't she die with the Joker? They were like, nah, neither one of them died. Because that's what happened in the Phantasm book, you know. Yeah. Uh, Once I saw her, then she looked familiar. I don't, right. I don't, read, I don't remember the name, though. Yeah, and honestly, this book is all over the place. It's like, it talks about, and basically she's here because her 14-year-old son has ran away. And she's looking for him, and they find him. So it's not about Catwoman and Batman fucking. 
I mean, they fuck, but I mean, it's just like, okay. <laughs> oh, and then they get they keep showing like Joker and Catwoman like having this like a uh, frenemy relationship because it always makes it seem like Joker's you know jealous of their relationship or whatever you know. Oh, this end Joker. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, <laughs> this book is useless, man. I don't. What, they just gave Tom King just something to do. This is nothing, man. This is just whatever. That it's phantasm shit isn't even that interesting. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, they even hinted at that the fourteen year old son might have been Bruce's son, but he died, so it didn't really matter. So, yeah, eh, two point five out of five. This is a fucking worthless book. It's useless. There's no reason to read this shit. I'm done. I'm off this train. I'm out. <laughs> Tom King can do whatever the fuck he want to with this book. I'm not. I'm not even gonna continue to think if it gets better. I don't care. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you go next. So hopefully, you got a good Batman book. No, well, yeah, you told me, sold me on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think this might be the first book uh, uh, Gomer and I agree on, unless Gomer thinks this shit is awesome. We're like, oh, you got to read this shit. All right, I'm pretty sure she's gonna say this book sucks too. But yeah, all right, uh, Batman 104. Uh, this is uh, part three in the 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 Ghostmaker story. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we start out Ghostmaker. He's captured Batman, Harley Quinn, and Clown Hunter. He's got them in Arkham Asylum, in some cell in Arkham Asylum. They're all strapped to, like, gurneys. Um, and Batman, they're all sedated, but then Ghostmaker wakes Batman up and tells him, you know, hey, you could be, like, the best crime fighter of ever, ever. I'm helping you. I'm helping you here. Um, and then we cut to uh, 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 Nightwing. Nightwing is, uh, you know, running around the city, you know, uh, talking to uh, Oracle, and they're basically saying, yeah, Ghostmaker's, like, basically taking out this gang, taking out that gang, uh, killed a bunch of Penguin's mob. Penguin is, like, hiding in his one of his underground bunkers, panic rooms and shit. Um, like the the yakuza, the triads, the 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 you know the Russian mob. Everybody left the city. Ghostmaker just totally uh, chased them all away, and it it turns out that Nightwing knows who Ghostmaker is, and so we get a flashback within a flashback. We uh, Nightwing is telling Oracle about back when he was Robin, that uh, Batman uh, actually met with Ghostmaker in another. I can't remember which country he was in. But he went to some other country to talk to Ghostmaker and basically tell him, stay out of Gotham and I'll stay out of whatever city you're in because, you know, we don't, we don't agree with our ways of crime fighting. You know, you stay out of Gotham and I won't come and get you in any of the other cities that you're fighting crimes in. Um, and then he goes on telling him how uh, Batman tells Robin about how uh, he used to train when, when Batman was training and you know becoming batman back in his days of training ninja training and shit he knew this guy who was doing the same training um but they had different philosophies batman made an oath you know because of the death of his parents but uh ghostmaker was like no you're weak your emotions will make you weak and always beat the shit out of batman so, so he was um, better than batman okay. so he was always kind of like just a little bit better than batman and um but we have, we get a sense that Robin was kind of jealous of this. Like this was basically Ghostmaker was like Batman's first partner in a way. So we get a little sense that Robin was a little jealous. 
Um, then we get to like spoiler and uh, a couple other, the bat family, they're going around the city and they go to Harley's apartment. She's gone. But um, in this panel, I don't know if you can see uh, po poison Ivy left a message on Harley Quinn's wall saying, go to Arkham. So back in Arkham, um, Batman has, uh, you know, Ghostmaker, basically, it's like Saw. It's like, the, it's like a Saw movie. Ghostmaker left Batman in the bed or in the gurney with Harley and Ghostmaker. Or not Ghostmaker, Clown Hunter. Clown Hunter is now free. He's not strapped to the gurney anymore. Harley strapped, Batman strapped. And Ghostmaker's like, now this is a test for you, Bruce. <laughs> and uh, Ghostmaker's like, oh, I'm free. And then he sees a bunch of swords on the table and, and like, oh, and Harley's sitting right there tied up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he grabs the sword. And he's about to go kill Harley. And Batman's like, no, no, do not kill. You know, Batman's like, you know, pleading with Clown Hunter not to, uh, not to kill Harley. So the last panel. The last page is Clown Hunter got a sword to Harley's throat while she's strapped to the gurney. And then it just says to be continued. So I enjoyed it. This is a four out of five. Um, kind of a little filler issue, but I like that whole thing with, uh, you know, the Arkham thing with Clown Hunter and Harley and the, you know, like it was like Saw. It reminded me of Saw. So, yeah, it's a four out of five. Okay, cool. Still hanging on there. All right, uh, next book we're going to do, well, I'm going to do, is Deceased. Deceased oh, okay. number, I think, five, I think, we're on right now. Deceased, Dead Planet, no, Deceased, Dead Planet number six. And I think this is the penultimate issue, meaning this is the issue before the last one, because it, it feels like everything's starting to ramp up right now. So basically what's going on, uh, everything's about to come to a head right now, so... The bad guys have created an army of Amazos. So the Amazos have all the power of the Justice League. One of them can be the Justice League by themselves. They have an army of like hundreds of these guys. And what they're going to do is just wipe out all the zombies on the planet. Meanwhile, the Justice League actually found a cure to the zombies. Uh, Cyborg has the cure in his blood. And, and Wallace West, you know, Kid Flash, he's basically done something to mass produce it because he's like super speed and he mass produces shit like that. But John constantly telling him, like, none of this shit matters. Y'all doing all this shit, it's a waste of time because Trigon is coming. Trigon is basically like DC's version of Satan. You know, uh, Teen Titan, Ray, uh, Raven's dad and shit like that. You know, he comes to Earth to destroy everything. So since nobody is, like, protecting, like, stopping him from come, like, all these time, he's free to just hit the Earth. So the first thing he does, he comes to Paris. He sees a whole bunch of zombies, waves his hand. And destroys Paris in like five minutes. So he's done. While he's walking, fire is just lighting up everywhere he's going. So he's coming to kill everybody. Um, so basically, they don't have time for that. Meanwhile, they don't even know that Darkseid is coming. And he's a zombie also. <laughs> That's for another time. Uh, and yeah, the book pretty much ends with Constantine stealing Dr. Face helmet. He has Shazam's thing. He's got all basically all the magic shit, whatever like that. He's about to go fight Trigon by himself to be continued. So, yeah, he probably won't win, but that's what's going on right now. So overall, <laughs> just a lot of shit just going on in this book. I feel like this was filler until we get to the, the big moment. Like I said, 
Trigon's coming. Darkseid's coming. Uh, Constantine has all the magic in the universe trying to fight these guys. Uh, they have the cure to the zombies. They even cure Big Barter, who was a zombie, like in issue three. They cure her, so she's regular now. So if they can just get the cure to everybody, you're done. No more zombies. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, 3.5 out of 5. Easy breezy going book. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, cool, what? cool, cool. I, I guess I'll do Hellions. Okay. I, you still sticking with it. So, yeah. I'm still, I'm still in this. Yeah. I'm still on this. Um, so, Hellions number seven. This is right after the whole X of Swords tournament thing and the whole Hellions crew got killed. Um, well, by Sinister. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Due to Sinister's lack of uh, leadership skills, he got them lost. And uh, right. bad when your team leader kills you, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, his leadership and his, you know, his overall asshole way of doing things got them lost. Basically, just you know, put them through the ringer, and then he ended up killing them to keep this so they wouldn't tell on the shit that he's doing, which is taking samples of those. Uh, what were they called in, in uh, those uh, demon mutants or whatever? Those demon mutant things. He got yeah. samples of them. He's you know it's basically so they wouldn't tell on all the shady shit he's doing. Um, so this starts out. He's you know talking to the council on Krakoa, talking about how the you know you know the mutants are dead and how we have to resurrect them. Who is it now? Uh, uh, wild is it? Wild child and um. What's that guy's name? Damn it. I can't remember. Okay. Wild Child and Orphan Maker and Nanny. So they're talking about resurrecting them, but because since they got killed in Araco, mm-hmm. they, when they resurrected, they're more powerful now. Okay. Um, they're so, supposed to be like weirder and weaker, but okay. Yeah. Well. Because of the, I don't know, they're, they're more powerful, but they won't resurrect orphan maker they won't resurrect him because they don't know who what his powers are and that you know they need to get him a suit to put him in before they can resurrect because apparently if he's not in a suit he'll like destroy the place you know okay i i I don't know this is x-men lore that i'm not familiar with. i'm just you know (laughs) i'm just going with for even me so yeah yeah so they he yeah basically if he if they have to contain him in a suit like in an iron man suit kind of he kind of looks like iron man He's in this robot suit or else his powers will just destroy. He's just so powerful that that he has to be contained. So they have to go get him a suit. So they haven't resurrected him yet. So they uh, basically form, they get the crew back together to go get him a suit. And the suit is at this, uh, uh, this base where those, uh, those assholes, those racist religious assholes who hate the friends of humanity. Yeah, one of the one of those guys. Yeah, there's you know, okay. they're they're going there. But meanwhile, you know, Havoc and the, they're all kind of questioning uh, Psylocke. Psylocke is basically going along with everything Sinister is saying, you know. And they're like, and they're like, Havoc's like, why are you listening to that asshole? You know, he did. They can't remember what he did, but they know he did some shit. Right. And like, why are you following him? Why why are you just following his orders? He's an asshole. I can't believe you. Blah 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 blah. But then Psylocke, you know, she pulls a fast one and basically crashes uh, Sinister's new jet. He just made this new jet that has all this cool shit in it. And he crashes, they crash it into the base. And that's how they breach the walls of the base. 
Um, so, and then, you know, Sinister's like, what the hell did you do to my ship and shit? And so they get out, they're about to go get their, sh- uh, the suit for, you know, Orphan Maker, but then they, uh, they ha- happen upon these, these whole, these, you know, this, the racist robot army or whatever. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting them. And, uh, what's this guy's name? See, I don't know. What's his name now? Uh, 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 what the fuck's his name? Hold on. Um, Cameron Hodge or whatever. Whoa, he's back. Yeah, he's there. Is he, he regular? Is he like some kind of big serpent worm thing? He, and he's got his like racist robots. Okay, but he <laughs> but he's regular. Or does he have like like a serpent or some shit? I don't think so. That that's just him. Yeah, okay. he's waiting for them, and then it's just to be continued. Okay, yeah, he he's a he's an old school villain. Yeah, like I said, I'm not a big X Men guy, but I'm digging this 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 story. Um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It's kind of filler. It doesn't have the cool action like the other the other uh, books have been. So I mean, I'll give it a three point five out of five. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, plus, the story is winding down from the the big crossover yeah. event they just had. So yeah, so it, it's basically filler set up for the next the next big run now. So, mm-hmm. but I'll give it a three point five out of five. I, I'm still digging this book. So you know, cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think this is my last book. I think I'm, I'm booked after this. This is uh, Justice League Endless Winter number one. Oh, you read this? I almost, I almost, I almost read this. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I thought about it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, for the first twenty pages of this book, nothing happens. It's just generic Justice League shit. They fight some random ass goons nobody's ever heard of. Flash has some marital issues. He's trying to talk to Superman about it. He like, don't talk to me. Talk to somebody else. Don't know about shit. So he finds Black Lightning and talk to him about it. Black Lightning never shows up again. You know. Anyway, none of that shit matters. What matters is that apparently this uh, organization called Stag Industries, long time DC, not going to get into it. Uh, Stag Industries, when Superman took the Forces of Solitude and took it to the Bermuda Triangle, he left some of those, you know, those stones that, you know, in the Superman movie, when he threw it and it became the big crystal shit. Okay. When he moved it, they left some of those crystals there. The, they call them sunstones in the comics and like that. So they trying to mine that place to get some of those Kryptonian sunstones so they can do some whatever weird shit. But they end up, what they actually end up doing is releasing this dark God that nobody's ever heard of. And he just out there just fucking up shit right now. And he calls himself the Frost King. Let me see if I can get a picture of him. And when the Frost King shows up, like Aquaman, yeah, here he goes. Uh, Aquaman looks at Wonder Woman. He was like, uh, is he from your thing? Like, nah, he's from your thing? Like, nah, none of us know who the fuck he is. So here's the thing. This is Laffy. This is Laffy from Jotunheim. But they never actually call him Laffy from Jotunheim. But that's basically what he is. So basically this is, what was that story we read last year? War of the Realms? War of the Realms. It's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, that's what it is. He calls up Frost Giants, the whole shit. They beat the fuck out of uh, the Justice League. But here's the interesting thing that I actually thought was pretty interesting. When he looks at the Justice League, he calls them the Dark Affair, whatever like that. I looked it up, and it's Scandinavian for a dark elf. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, this is this is Norse mythology, which is weird because, like I said, DC doesn't really deal with Norse mythology. But, so this is like Malekith or whatever. 
Malekith, Lafi, whatever you want to go. And he's been saying, y'all not going to trap me again like you did before. What he's referring to, and I'm thinking what they're hinting at, is they're referring to the ice storm. Remember how in Norse mythology, you always saying like the ice storm where the, the, the gods came to Earth and all like that. Basically, he's saying he calls first ice storm, like Lafi okay. and the Frost Giants, you know. Um, so this is like a Marvel ripoff, but they don't stop there. They go deeper with the Marvel ripoffs. <laughs> because not only because like i said he was trapped before because he came to earth but then apparently uh this team was the team that stopped him last time and it was black adam hippolyta you know wonder woman's mom uh swamp thing because Swamp thing like immortal so it wasn't the swamp thing we know it was like a swamp thing whatever swamp thing was at the time and viking prince viking prince is a whatever so it's like the Justice League BC. Remember that Jason Aaron shit? That Avengers BC 2000? Oh, like that? yeah, 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 yeah. It's that shit. They're ripping off. They're like wholesale ripping Marvel off with this shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, fuck, you can't beat them, join them. So Was there the, the Ghost Rider, the Wooly Mammoth Ghost Rider? Right, Machinga, <laughs> you know, uh, Agamotto was there. It's the same shit. It's just Black Adam was there, Hippolyta was there, Viking Prince was there. So it's like the, the Justice League 1 million BC, basically. And basically saying they're the ones that the Frost King. They're the ones that put the Frost King back in his prison. But we know it's just Lafayette from Jotunheim. You know, I don't care, man. It's derivative. But it was, when it actually got to this shit. Art actually, looks pretty cool. No, the art sucks. Really? It looks good. He, actually, actually, you know what? I I think when I looked at the book again, the person that uh, drew the last few pages, I think it was a different artist. Because oh. the rest of this shit, this shit sucks. <laughs> and then I know who it is. I hate to be here because I know he's not a fan of this podcast, whatever. It's, ha- it's Harold Porter, Potter, whatever the fuck his name is. DC has been having this guy for years, decades. All his shit sucks. <laughs> so that's why I knew this was like some low-end shit. But the dude that wrote this book is Andy Lanning. Your boy. Is he? He did the Aquaman shit. Oh, I thought that was uh uh what's his face? Abnet. Or oh, I get him confused. My fault. <laughs> My, the reason I get him confused because they were the guys that did uh the Guardians of the Galaxy run, like with Rocket and Star Wars like that. And they called themselves DNA, you know, uh Dan and Andy, DNA, they call themselves like oh, that. Oh so I, I I get them confused. They're interchangeable to me, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're so so it's, it's not your boy. It's my boy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, this book is just some derivatives bullshit, some throwaway shit, just to get to the next one. They don't care. So it's like, what, what did Marvel do last year? Just do that shit. You know, and just throw them in there. So, eh, three out of five. I actually like this better than Bat and the Cat book, the Batman and Catwoman Tom King shit, but only because it reminded me of, hey, Water Realms wasn't that bad. I defended Water Realms. I think we defended Water Realms. You, like, I didn't stay with it, but you, because it had, like, a thousand tie-ins and shit. Yeah, so I, I read some of them. So. I, I didn't stay with it, and I just had you tell me what it was. Yeah, like I said, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but I thought it was fun for what it was. I like this is a fun tie-in, you know. Yeah. So okay. if, if, if DC do the same shit where they just, you know, have them do just some Viking shit, it can't be that bad. You can't go wrong doing that shit. I don't think. So yeah. Let's see what weird spam message we got right now. Oh, hello, Nutcracker 2015. Hello. What makes you, know. you think we're human? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's that's all I got. What, what, what you got? 
All right, the only other I got is Modoc. Okay. Head games, number I, one. I just, I just got a question. What the hell? Yeah, what the hell? That's what I said. I'm like, what the hell? I'll check this out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I'll check it out. And you know what? It was it was pretty cool. <laughs> I really? kind of like this, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's Modoc. For those who don't know, Modoc is the, well, I'm sure – well, maybe you don't, because he was the villain in the Avengers game, but it turns out nobody, nobody, nobody knows. Yeah, nobody oh, knows. I'm the only one that knows that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Modoc is the mental, or yeah, mental mechanical. Mental. It depends. It depends on who writes it. Yeah, mental organism. No, no, mental organism designed only for killing. Modoc. Right. Um, old, old school. He's been a villain for. Uh, yes, the baby head on the chair. That's who Modoc. Is. Yeah, that's that. The baby head on a chair. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> villain of Captain America, Hulk. He's he's one of the main baddies in in the Marvel universe. This is his book. So basically, starts out. Modoc, oh, and, and it's written by Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt and Justin or Jordan Blum, who's like a TV yeah. writer. And he's you know, um, but I guess this is a is it a tie in for that because they're making that show on Hulu, which Animated. Patton Oswalt I think is is writing that show. Yeah. 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 So basically it starts out Modoc is having a dream where he's like living in a house with a family and a white picket fence. Um, and then Modoc step out of it. And it turns out they're in a battle. Like him and a bunch of AIM soldiers are, are battling. They're they're basically robbing a, 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 a Stark industry train. They're robbing some Stark tech. And there's a big battle going on. And they're like, what the hell? What are you doing? And they're like, oh shit. So basically Modoc had a dream. And he's basically a big giant cyborg brain. And he kind of he's kind of questioning what's going on with them. Do I have a virus? Why am I dreaming in the middle of stuff? You know? Um, so basically, AIM is basically questioning Modoc's, you know, if he's functioning correctly, if he needs to be run diagnostics, you know. Um, they they're they're basically having a meeting with Modoc when they get back, you know, after robbing their heist and shit. And they're saying you put the team in danger. Maybe you're not functioning correctly. Um, we better shut you down. All this shit. And Modoc's like, "Hey, while you while you were while we were doing that, I ran all these die." And basically, just tells them how he's, you know, how high advanced he is and how he can multitask, and he's still the best uh, functioning being in this whole organization. And you know, don't you know? So they get into a fight. Okay, we're gonna turn you off. And then there's a big battle happens. And Modoc is taking out, you know, it's a pretty cool panel. Modoc just murking all the AIM soldiers. And they're in that one supply room with all the shit that they stole from superheroes. So there's like a Captain America shield. There's like Spider-Man, you know, web slingers and shit. So they're, <laughs> they're using all kinds of powers and shit. Um, uh, I don't think he had an Infinity Glove. But um, at one point, uh, Banner, uh, uh, Banner Serum, um, has a uh, uh, what's her face, Monica? What's her name? That one scientist, Monica Rambacini or whatever. Oh shit, she's a, she's a boss in the game. Yeah, she she's in this. She grabs a a bat. They're in. They're fighting, and there's a Banner Serum, and she injects uh the Banner Serum into her arm. And where is where is that? Where is that panel? And she basically gets the Hulk arm. She has like one Hulk arm. <laughs> okay, so here's yeah. So they're, they they got all there's Modok with like a, a Ant Man helmet, and he's got he's got like a Star Lord gun, and 
and all kinds of all kinds of like superhero crap that they've been robbing, like Deadpool, like little Deadpool grenades and shit. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, here it is. Here's yeah, Monica injects herself with the with the banner serum, and she has like one Hulk arm, you know. Wow. Okay. And they're fighting and shit. So Modok ends up escaping, and he goes. He blasts through a room. Uh, it turns out it's Tony Stark, and Modok shows up and says, "Hey, Tony, I need your help." And... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I know Tony. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's to be continued. Um, and I thought this was a, I thought this was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, it was kind of stupid and campy and just fun, you know. So I give it a four out of five. I, I surprisingly yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Preparing us for that, who so they're basically trying to get just like Harley Quinn took off. They're trying to do that. Yeah, I, I I thought it was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. You know, I I said, "What the fuck?" Really didn't care. I'll check it out just because it was a number one, and you know. And then I ended up really digging on it. So I'll, I'll probably get number two. So <laughs> damn. So Modok was better than Batman and Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tom King, give us something. Yeah. Oh man. Oh shoot. Anything else we got? To talk about? I'm I'm booked out. I got. I'm, I'm booked out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, like I said, if you listen this long, definitely like, share, subscribe. Uh this other podcast. I actually fucked up on this podcast. I meant to share it to Outright Geekery. I actually shared it to the Comic Book Bully Podcast. It is on Comic Book Bully, but we'll we'll square all that out next week. Oh, and Tuesday, if you're listening now, Tuesday we're gonna do our top five graphic novels. I have my list. It is always have the flying chair. Did he steal it? Well, he was a human at one point. He was a human. Did he mutated into the big? And you have like the cosmic cube or some shit. Yeah, and yeah, shit out. Yeah, it's like I said, some weird shit. So yeah, this to us on Tuesday. We will be back here uh, recording because we're gonna do our top five graphic novels of all time. Elon, you got your list? I forgot my list, so I need to write it down before we do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I already know Gomez is gonna shit on anything I say, so I've already. You have some counterpoints to go with your rebuttal. Exactly. Already ready. <laughs> I have anticipated what you were about to say. So counter your counter with a counter. <laughs> well, allow me to retort. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. And they will come back to us next week. By then, I, I probably have finished my uh, James Bond marathon. Uh, Eli, I'm pretty sure they're your head so we can, you know, <laughs> bounce off each other's mm-hmm. ideas stuff like that. And yeah, uh, like I said, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas. We'll have some new books coming out and we'll go from there. Uh, yeah, just God, do us next week. So until then, it's Leroy. This is Eli. We talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. What a thrill with darkness and silence through the night. What a thrill I'm searching and I'll melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme I give my
a tree frog It's so dear the trial to survive 